be born and stay babies. We're supposed to grow up. I want to look at this this morning. Ephesians chapter 5, let's start at verse number 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love. You may want to underline that. You may want to put some arrows pointing to those three words. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse joking or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, no unclean person, no covetous man, no idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Hear the word of the Lord today. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk then as children of light. You may want to underline and point arrows to these words here. Walk then as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. How many feel like that would be important to do right there? Find out what is acceptable to the Lord. Put that on your to-do list tomorrow morning as you're writing down all the other things that you think you ought to do. You need to do this. You need to find out what is acceptable to the Lord. Let me read on. Verse number 11. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Verse 15, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for what you have already done in this room. We are overwhelmed by your presence and your power in this place. Now we quiet ourselves, we still ourselves, and we, we crawl up by your feet so that you would teach us. May we learn of you today. We're not satisfied just being born again. We desire to grow And in order to grow, God, we need to learn how to walk. Teach us that today. We give you praise and thanks for it. We pray it in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Folks, I have come to the conclusion that growing in God does not matter to some. Not everybody wants to grow in God, not everybody is going to grow in God. I found this out and I've come to this conclusion. There are three categories of people that I believe 
will not grow in God. First of all, the one who has not been born again, the one who is unsaved, unredeemed, is not a follower of Christ. How can one who has not found the light and is still not only walking in darkness, but loving the darkness, embracing the darkness, how can they grow in God? They don't even know God. They don't even want to know God. They won't grow in God. The second category of person that will not grow in God is the one who is content with the mere formality of Christianity or even just the title of Christianity. If you had the time and you wanted to do this little exercise, you could take an, a notepad and a pen, of a pen and a notepad of paper to the Cerritos Mall this afternoon or any other mall for that matter. Stand outside of Walmart or Target and just ask each person that comes by you in and out, are you a Christian? That's all you have to ask, not where they go to church, not would you like to come to our church, but just a simple survey of are you a Christian? And I would dare say that you would find the vast majority would say yes. There'll be some that say no because we live in an international community and there are many who are not serving Christ and they are serving Allah, they are serving Buddha, they are serving any number of other little g gods. But we know that the truth is our God is the only God. He's the only true God. He's the only wise God. He's the first and the last, beginning and the end. And he said that I am that I am. And he's always been. Before time was, he was. Don't get me started. You'd find the vast majority of people believing that they are Christian, but they're only Christian in title, only in name. They're only Christian because their parents were Christian. They only claim to be Christian because they went to church when they were younger. This person will not grow in God because do they really know Christ in the first place? And I would think the answer to be no. Because to know Christ is to want more of Christ. To know God is to love God and want more of God. There is a third category of person that I believe, and I've come to the conclusion that they are not going to grow in God. It is the one that is backslidden, running from God, or maybe just in a spiritual rut and really has no desire. They've given up fighting. But I want to grow in God. Does anybody want to grow in God with me? Come on, church. Let's get growing. Yeah, I said let's get growing. Let's grow. Let's grow in God together. You helping me, me helping you, that one next to you helping, you helping that one next to you. Let's grow in God together because we're not supposed to remain babies. We're born. We're born again. Anybody with me so far? You've been born again. You've, you've, the first step is already checked off your list. The next step is growth and maturity. Stacy <coughs> posted a video of his grandbaby, Melinda. Stacy 
epitomizes the proud grandfather expression. He really is. He's so, he, you get talking about a little girl, and, and it's this little girl that's going to really, really uh, change some things for Stacy. He posted a video of, of some of her first steps. I don't believe it was her actual first steps, but she just learned how to walk not very long ago and how exciting that was, both for the baby and for the parents and even for grandparents, those first steps. It got me thinking, Stacy, about my own kids and their first steps, Elliot and Butler and Daisy. And Karen actually found Daisy's first steps. And we watched that the other day. And Daisy was so tickled with herself in her first steps. I thought I'd just share a little bit about it. Look at this. You're cheating now, silly. Okay. Watch out. Come on. Butler, Butler Ray. Ray. <laughs> Come on. Face plant. Oh boy. Uh oh, she's going to start going the other way. I'm not supposed to speak that way. I'm going to speak only this way. All right. Daddy, here, here. I love it. I love it. And now she's almost as tall as her mom. She's growing, and it's exciting. But, um, and you saw me with a little hair there. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry y'all had to see some of that, really, but it is what it is. Got me thinking, I wonder if God looks down on us and says, that's my boy. That's Pete. That's my boy. He's walking. I've seen, I've seen tremendous growth in this man of God over the last three or four years now. How's, how, how long has it been? Four years? Four? Coming up on four? Almost four on Easter time, wasn't it? He gave his heart to the Lord after running from God. Saw him learn how to walk. That's my son. That's my daughter. I wonder if God gets a smile and a, even a laugh. They're doing it. They're learning they're growing, they're maturing. We're not supposed to remain infants. God's desire is that we grow. The growing process, there's the learning to walk. First step in learning to walk is walking in love. Look at the scripture here. Verse number two, walk in love. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering, a sacrifice to God, and a sweet-smelling 
aroma. How many want everything you do to be sweet-smelling to God? I don't ever want God to look down and go, that stunk. That smelled. And I have. I know I have really nauseated God before. God, help us to, to walk in love. Do you know that you will never go wrong walking in love? Christ is our example. He walked in love. We are to walk in love, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think we do this enough. I really don't. We can say we do. But there's actually, there should be proof that we're walking in love. It's just the first step mentioned. And it's the right first step. Because if we can't walk in love, we have no business walking any other way. Doesn't matter that we're going to talk about walking in wisdom, walking in light, walking properly, walking circumspect. If we can't walk in love, ladies and gentlemen, it's the first step, it's the critical step. Walking in love. The gospel is the greatest love story ever told. Would you agree? The greatest gift ever given was a gift of love. God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son. Finish it with me. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting. We know it well. The greatest gift of love ever given was the gift of God's son. It's the greatest love story ever told, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Perhaps it's the first step because it, all, it also has to do with not only us uh, learning to do this and receiving this love, but also then passing it on to somebody else. And how can we pass on the gift of God's love? One step at a time. You actually have to take this gift to someone else. You have to walk in love as Christ walked in love because you've received this love but also because somebody else needs to receive the love and if you're just standing still or going backwards they'll never receive this gift of love so you have to walk in love one step after another and before you know it you'll look back and you'll see godly progress walking in love people are going to mistreat you what are you going to do about it are you going to lash out at them? Are you going to get even with them? Are you going to connive and scheme on how you, can, how you can get back? Or are you just going to walk in love? People will always do the wrong thing. That doesn't mean you have to. That doesn't mean I have to. We have a different set of rules that we live by, folks. It's the Word of God. It teaches us how to walk in love. And if you're really walking in love, nobody has to ask you. It will just be seen. You see, walking in love produces fruit. There's proof. There's evidence. If you were hauled into a court and accused of walking in love, they should have all kinds of evidence against you. Guilty as charged. Yes, I was, in fact, walking in love. Love is proof of genuine faith. It is the proof of your discipleship. John chapter 13 and verse number 35 says, By this 
all will know that you are my disciples. By what? If you love one another. It's not enough, folks, that we come into a, an atmosphere like we have today. The power and presence of Almighty God so tangible you could almost touch it. We sing and we shout and we dance and we march and we, we do all that we do as Pentecostals. We speak in tongues here. But folks, the Bible's very clear. If all we do as Pentecostals is speak in tongues but don't have love, we're just a lot of annoyance. We're a lot of noise. It's like clanging cymbals. It's good to have this brother here, Ed, and his wife here helping us on the drums today. We appreciate your, your help. May the Lord bless you. May God richly bless you. And may he pour into you and give you what you've been seeking him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want to be a, a lot of noise. I want there to be proof. I'm a disciple of Jesus. It's seen because I love one another. It should also be proof of our new life in Christ. 1 John 3, 14, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He, do, he who does not love the brethren abides in death. It's actually proving to people in your life. When you love on other people, it's proving that you're no longer the same person. You've passed from death to life. So that's another reason why we've got to love people. It's a testimony of our born-again experience. Did you know that? It's also proof that the Holy Spirit dwells within you. How many have the Holy Spirit dwelling and abiding within you? Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? As Paul asked the Corinthian church. Some people, I don't think they understand that. I don't think they do know that. Yeah, look at this in 1 Peter 1.22. Since you have been purified, your souls, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. The Spirit that dwells in you is a Spirit of love. Amen? And the Holy Spirit will always love. Now, the Holy Spirit corrects us. Why? Well, because we need it, but because he loves us. <laughs> right? He's a spirit of love. He, by the way, not it. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. And it's the third person of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. How many are with me this morning? He is a gentleman. And he is a person of love. He will always reach out in love. So when we reach out in love, it is actually another evidence and proof that we're not the same person. We don't even have, uh, it's, it's somebody else in us, see? The Holy Spirit dwelling and abiding in us. This love should affect our disposition and our conduct. It should give us greater concern for others. It should give us greater kindness in words and deeds toward others. It should give us greater compassion for those who are in trouble and those who have need. Remember, Jesus walked in love. God, teach us to walk in love. May we learn today, God, how to walk in love. We walk in love. We also walk 
in life. Our text here today in verse number 8. For you were once darkness, once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So walk as children of light. You're not in darkness anymore. The light has been illuminated. It has illuminated your pathway. You've seen the light and you have embraced the light. You have walked to the light. And now after accepting the light, the light is in you. And in fact, you are light. Did you know that? You're actually, you have the ability to take light into darkness with every step that you take. When you go to work tomorrow, when you go to school tomorrow, student, when you go throughout your day, those of you who aren't working and aren't in school, you still will do something. Remember, you're housing light, but you actually have become light. So walk as children of light. This command actually reaches from verse number 3 of our text all the way to verse number 14. Verses 3 through 7 speak of the darkness. Verse number 8 commands us to walk in the light, walk as children of the light. Verses 9 through 14 go on to tell about the light. From the beginning of time and the beginning of the Bible all the way to the end of the Bible, you will see God talking about light and darkness. Even from the very beginning of the book. In the beginning, God said, let there be let there be light. In, in other words, there wasn't light before. And so with the absence of light is darkness. The Bible's filled with light and darkness. Light speaks of God and holiness and righteousness. Illuminating, bright, exposing darkness. Darkness speaks of Satan and everything that is evil. Hiding, covering Deception, deceit. In Romans chapter 13, verse number 11 says this, And do this, knowing that the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, and the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off, somebody say cast off. Uh huh. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Last week we talked about in Galatians putting off the works of the flesh. Now here it is in exhorting us to cast off the works of darkness and let us put on. Now say put on. Mm -hmm. Let us put on the armor of light and let us walk properly. This one isn't even in my list for you today. So that's a bonus. How to walk right there. Walk properly. We could go a long way, believers. We could go a long way, Christ followers, if we would just walk properly. We don't walk like the world. Let us walk properly as in the daylight, not in revelry, not in drunkenness, not in lewdness, not in lust, not in strife, not in envy, but here it is again, put on, say it again, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. 
Look how our text describes darkness. Verse number three, fornication, uncleanness, covetousness. Verse number four, filthiness, foolish talking, coarse jesting, coarse joking. Verse number five, fornication, unclean persons, covetous person, the idolater. Now let's look how the Bible describes the light. Verse number nine, goodness, righteousness, truth. Verse number 10 says, what is acceptable to the Lord? Verse 11, rejecting and exposing the works of darkness. Now, I have to, I have to press in on this right here because some believers are not real comfortable with this. You have the light, you house the light, and you are light. Part of light's job is exposing darkness. And I wonder how many times we look away, we don't get involved, we wink, we, we stick our heads in the sand. When we are actually supposed to be go, walking in light, so that the darkness can be exposed, not so that we can turn away and say, well, I, I'm not comfortable with that situation. I don't want them to, uh, you know, cast me away or, or exclude me, so I'll just pull away. You're, you're light. You walk in light. And when you walk in light, the light then will expose darkness. It's, it's part of what we are supposed to do as Christ followers, expose darkness and you're in it every day get comfortable with that the source of light found in Christ verse number 14 finally let me bring this to a close we walk in love we walk in light we walk in wisdom walk in wisdom verse number 15 says see then that you walk circumspectly not as fools, but as wise. Circumspectly, by the way, is looking around. When you walk circumspectly, you're always looking around. You're aware of your peripheral. You don't have tunnel vision. You don't have blinders like some, some horse on a, pulling, a, pulling a buggy. No, 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 no. Blinders off. Eyes wide open, fully aware of your surroundings. This is walking in wisdom, which is walking circumspectly. Okay? See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Folks, when we walk in wisdom, we walk with our eyes wide open. We should always be alert to what's going on around us. That means a few things. Our eyes should be open to the needs of others. How many times do we just go through life and we're blissfully unaware of what's going on in the lives of others? I say it like this because to become aware might mean we have to get involved. Well, see, you might not want to hear this either. 
but listen, let the Spirit of God use my words today. If we will just walk circumspectly and wisely, we will be aware that there are people with needs. How many would say, I'm working with somebody that has needs? Somebody in my neighborhood has needs. Somebody in my family has needs. A lot of people with needs right now. There's, our, our economy is up and down and down and down. And <laughs> a lot of people out of work, downsized, repossessed homes and cars, and the list goes on. People with needs, and we just, we're unaware. Why? Because we're not walking properly. We've not learned to walk and, and mature in our walk. A mature believer will walk circumspectly. They'll walk with wisdom, aware of the needs around, aware of God's will. Folks, if we, just, if we, don't, if we don't stop and pause and are cautious in our walk, remember there's an enemy that has set a trap for you. There's a snare with your name all over it. No matter what your name is. Analefo, my brother here, new daddy. I had to work on your name for a long time, but finally I got it. Did I say it right? No matter what your name is, folks, there is a snare with your name on it. Did you know that? And if we're not circumspectly walking, walking in wisdom, walking with an awareness walking in tune with the Spirit of God and with the voice of God and what is the will of God. We may walk right on and God's, God's Spirit is trying to tell us, come over here. There's danger there. Wait. See? Take some side steps. This, folks, is walking circumspectly. Right? Eyes open to the needs of others. Eyes open to the will of God. How about eyes open to the signs of the times? Do you know that Jesus is coming soon? Does anybody believe that the rapture is actually something that is going to take place? It is an event that is going to happen. I, for one, believe that there will be a trumpet that sounds. And I believe at the sounding of the trumpet, the dead in Christ will rise. I further believe that those of us who are alive and remain, we will be caught up to meet them in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. I believe that. I wonder if anybody else in this room believes that. Are you walking with an awareness that the signs are actually unfolding even as I speak? Even as you open the headlines and turn on the news? This is walking in wisdom. This is walking circumspectly. I know the Bible says that no man knows the day or the hour, but I also know that the Bible very clearly says to watch for these signs. Does the Bible not say that? But yet are we walking that way? Walking with an awareness. The Word of God told us about the collapse of economies. Oh, come on now. Have any, has anybody read your headlines here lately? Anybody know what's going on in Greece? Anybody know what's going on in Italy? Come on, does anybody, anybody walking circumspectly with an awareness and, and looking around and watching? These economies are collapsing. Do you think it's just by chance? All at once someone will, will, ra will, will be raised up and they say, I've got the, the solution, I've got the idea. One world currency. Oh, it may be closer than we think. 
folks. It may be closer than we think. In fact, I think it is closer than we think because I believe that the Lord is coming while I'm alive. So I have to believe that a one-world currency is close in order for everything to be uh, accomplished and unfolded like the Bible says. They're sitting all over that front row. I felt like I ought to preach this today. We can't just walk around like we're in la-la land. We walk in love. We walk in light as children of the light. Do you know that I'm God's favorite? Sorry. Oh, we, I'm sorry. I'm just telling you. If you don't feel that way, you really should. Flo, I'm God's favorite, sis. I'm just telling you. He dotes over me all the time. I'm a child of light. See, we ought to walk that way. I'm, a, I'm special. I mean, you know that, but... Walking as a child of light, as a child of royalty, right? Selected one, chosen one. And walking with an awareness, wisdom, circumspectly. I want you to bow your heads and ponder the words that have been planted in you today. It is the word of God teaching us how to walk. Showing us the steps we are to take. Step number one, walk in love. I wonder, how's your walk? Are you walking in love? The love of God, vast, great, deep and wide. Are you walking in that love, carrying it to somebody else, walking in hatred, walking in confusion? You who were in darkness, but yet you found the light, are you walking in light as a child of light? Are you taking the light into the darkness, exposing those dark places? This is how we're called to walk. How's your walk? Are you walking in wisdom or circumspectly with a full awareness of the needs of others, the will of God, the signs of the times? How's your walk? Father God, I pray for my brothers and sisters that are gathered in this room here. Our desire is to grow. Grow in grace. Grow in knowledge. We're asking today that you would teach us how to walk. One step after the other. And I know that step by step you will lead us and we have committed that we will follow you all of our days.
your head still bowed. Maybe there's one here that you've not fully surrendered your life to God. He offers you the greatest gift ever offered, the gift of love. And in that gift, there is another gift. It is the gift of everlasting life. Living forever in heaven with Christ. If you're here today and you would like to accept God's gift of love and accept his son, Jesus Christ, I want you to lift your hand so I can pray with you today. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else? You're ready for a change of life? You want to accept God's gift of love by accepting his son, Jesus Christ. Folks, there's one way that I believe to solidify what you're feeling. And that is a public profession of your faith in God and your desire to know God. So if you have lifted your hand or you would like prayer and you didn't lift your hand, I'm going to ask you to step out from where you are and meet me right here at this altar. Everyone standing, and if you lifted your hand, come now. Oh God, you are my God. Come and let me pray with you. Today is the first day of the will rest of your best day. you back tonight there is one that is not so thrilled with your growth in God I'm going to expose him tonight and expose his plan to try to stunt your growth but we need to understand that there is a battle for our growth come back tonight if at all possible 630 will be our meeting time if you would like to meet with me for prayer, I'm going to be here at 5.30. I would love to meet as many as possible right here at 5.30. Join my pastors, my elders, and I. We're going to be praying. Pastor Moses, I want you to dismiss us in prayer.
All right, at the hospitality desk welcome center, there are these lovely, beautiful postcards about a little tiny event that we're having in December, Christmas around the world. I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but um, one of the great things is this is an awesome outreach opportunity. All right, it's an awesome event where you can just invite somebody um, in a in a non in a casual way to come to church and just participate um, in this Christmas production. There are these flyers out there at the Welcome Center. I, ch I welcome you to grab as many as you want so you can hand them out to whoever, to your neighbors, um, to your coworkers, so on and so forth. So make sure you grab a couple of these guys, okay? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Father, for your word today, for your presence, God, for speaking to us, for meeting with us today. Father, we just, I pray, God, that we would live, Lord God, in your light, God, that we would grow in you, Father, that we would take steps God, that would lead to the spiritual growth, God, of our, of, our, of our lives. Father, we pray, God, that this word would stay hidden in our hearts, God. Father, and I pray that we would keep our eyes on you. Lord, I pray as we go to our homes and our separate ways that you would be with us and keep us safe. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen.